0: Now, back to Bet MGM tonight on the BetQL network, presented by Bet MGM.
1: We know when the Spurs and Hornets play, you're not going to see any defense. 124-120, Hornets beat the Spurs tonight. You got the Sixers knocking off the Magic, 124-109. The big one though, Nuggets 102-100 over Boston. In Boston, first home loss for the Celtics. This entire season, they were 20 and oh, at home, we were just it was hard to find a loss for them. And all of a sudden, the Denver Nuggets came in and said, hold my beer, guys.
2: Yes, yes, they did, guys. I, I'll take seven games of that, man. Give me that NBA finals. But more importantly, give me the Wisconsin Badgers at the Cole Center. Oh, where yeah. They're up right now. 69-48 on the Hoosiers of Indiana. 22 and a half point favorites. Everybody out there, you're welcome. I have done my due diligence. I have given you the Badgers. I've given you winners. I've given you my divisional round picks. I'll see you on Monday at National Harbor. We're close. We're not actually. We're not done. Wait, yet. We that? still have. Oh, we you know, got 40,
1: Thirty-eight oh, minutes left in the show. Old. Yeah, sorry, man. Oh, my, we're not. We're bad. not. We're not done yet, though. I know it's unfortunate. Speaking of Wisconsin, though, your Green Bay Packers are nine and a half point favorites against the 49ers. Uh, we talked to Evan Giddings earlier. A uh, ninety-five-seven. The game, and really the big thing that you know we brought up to him that he kind of uh, really just saw the same thing, right? It's like it's really hard to find anyone that we don't like offensively for the 49ers this weekend.
3: Yeah look first of all appreciate you being uh, having me on like I-, I think that this is a game that you just you don't overthink and you're exactly right when you go down the list of props whether it's Debo Samuel, obviously Christian McCaffrey, George Kill. Tristy had a great point about how Green Bay can't defend the middle of the field, and that's a great place for San Francisco to get busy. Uh, this is a game that is reflected by the spread, and I think pretty accurately. I know people are prisoner of the moment. Green Bay just put up 48 points on Dallas, but this is a very different, very buttoned-up San Francisco 49ers team that I expect to roll tomorrow. I know that you know, looking behind me, it's a doom and gloom outside. I know it's not exactly a blizzard, but it looks like it's going to be raining in Santa Clara which could potentially hamper the 49ers. I think this is a game that belongs to San Francisco at their home field in front of the home crowd. Kyle Shanahan does not seem to care much about rest versus rust. And this is a 49ers team that I think is looking at a Green Bay, very young Packers team that played their biggest game in a lot of their careers last week and is saying, this is the first step for us. That might be the biggest step for them. Jordan Love right on down the list, except for maybe Matt LaFleur.
0: Yeah, you look at what a big high flying offense did against the Niners and the Cowboys, the team that the the Green Bay Packers just beat the hell out of Dak Prescott in the playoffs last year. That was a game that was just disgusting. Only 206 passing yards. And then earlier this year, even worse, 153 passing yards, nobody could really get it going. So would you then even though you could expect Green Bay to be down most of this game, I think we probably all believe that that's the case. Would you still take the under uh, on Jordan Love's passing yards?
3: I like Jordan Love's completions. I'm a bit hesitant on passing yards. One thing I haven't really heard discussed about the Packers, because I've been on this program before and discussed how San Francisco is a little bit of a front-running team, and they like to play from ahead, and then they tend to roll. Well, quietly, the Green Bay Packers, since they started 3-6, and have been a front-running team. And all of their wins, they have not trailed by more than four points. And that was against the Chargers in the first game that kind of sparked their recent run, especially for Jordan Love. So this is a Packers team that also likes to play from ahead. I just don't simply think that they're going to be able to do it because that's how good the 49ers are. So if you look at Brock Purdy, the best place to place him is 10 points down. That's when he struggles. There's a reason why he hasn't been in that position that many times this year. Meanwhile, Green Bay, Jordan Love has also struggled a lot when he's been trailing. It's just simply been he hasn't been allowed to, and he's played very well to position themselves in those spots. I'm inclined to look at this game and say, well, if I look at the totality of the season, obviously the 49ers are in a great position. The Packers are a team that is playing with house money. But. I just feel like the San Francisco 49ers, not necessarily a, a team of destiny, but they do feel like they're playing with much more confidence. And we saw them even a year ago, which could potentially have placed them in the Super Bowl. If to your point earlier, they had had a quarterback with a, with a feasible elbow. So <laughs> I think this is a, an opportunity this season for the 49ers to correct a lot of wrongs they felt like happened to them last season. And step one, Green Bay just happens to be in the way.
2: Yeah, and Evan, I feel like the biggest mismatch is going to actually come on the sidelines this weekend, and it'll be Kyle Shanahan against Joe Barry. And I get Green Bay's defense has played a little bit better the last couple of weeks, but also, like, let's look who they played against. Dallas, of course, but before that, it was Minnesota. It was Chicago. They played more man defense on third downs. I just don't think you could do that against San Francisco because of what you talked about. I mean, you have Brandon Ayuk, and then you have the zone beaters like George Kittle. You have Christian McCaffrey, and you have Debo as well. Um and that's what I wanted to ask you about. What do you think about Brock Purdy, you know, this weekend? Because everybody's talking about Christian McCaffrey in that run game. I actually think that, the, the, you know, Brock Purdy uh, could put up like 320, 350 passing yards, which is crazy because you remember the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. It was Raheem Moser in that run game. But I think this is more a game where San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan might look to attack that Green Bay secondary who has Jair Alexander, but he's also, if he does play, about like 60% right now.
3: No, I'm 100% with you. I like Brock Purdy and the, the over on his passing yards. I like the under in terms of passing attempts because that's typically where he's been. I think he's only made yeah. 10 attempts this year in which he's had to throw it 31 more times in a game this year. They like to keep the run and the pass pretty even, but I'm with you. I think this is a Brock Purdy game, and it's interesting because you look at the Packers' defense and some of the quarterbacks that they've lost to, if you look at the full season, I'm looking at Tommy DeVito, I'm looking at Kenny Pickett. I'm looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. All three of those quarterbacks, including Jared Goff, is also in the playoffs. Baker Mayfield threw for 350 and four touchdowns against them. Like This is a defense that can be taken advantage of through the year. I know that it's supposed to rain, but I do think that Brock Purdy is going to rain yards, touchdowns, completions, however you want to put it. I think that Brock Purdy is going to be able to get busy against this secondary for Green Bay. And I do not think, even though Christian McCaffrey is a guy that will certainly get a bulk of the carries, he's going to get a lot of the mentions, this is not going to be a playoff run like we saw in 2019 where Jimmy Garoppolo's 3-for-21, a touchdown and a pick, or throws it eight times in a conference championship game. Brock Purdy is going to sling the rock, and I do think that He's going to be someone that is going to rack up yards against Green Bay, like we saw Dak Prescott even do, despite them being trailing for most of the game. Talking to Evan Giddings, MGM tonight. Uh,
1: so, you know, we Brock Purdy, I feel like it's been a little bit of a roller coaster with him this year, where early on it was still, okay, let's see what he can do as a starting quarterback. And then you're like, oh, wow, he's kind of matching what he was last year. And then it was, well, can he bring this team from behind? We didn't really see enough of that. This year, I think to be comfortable in that, at least from the outside looking in where you are in the narrative around Brock Purdy, where is it in terms of the confidence level of him in the start as a, not only a starting quarterback for this team, but, you know, the bigger things where playoff game, maybe playing from behind him being able to actually carry this team to a win.
3: Well, the good thing for him is I don't think he has to carry them to a win. And and that's mm-hmm. kind of where the, the gray space has been with Purdy throughout not just this season, but really his entire career. Is. How good is this guy? And the answer to that question is we're not going to know until he gets paid because this is largely going to be the San Francisco roster that carries him. And he carries, you know, kind of most of the, I'd say 50 50, kind of slice the pie. But, you know, to me, I think the narrative around Brock Purdy is whatever you make it. Like, here in the Bay, people believe in him. They believe he's a franchise quarterback. He's going to get paid, and he's going to be the guy for a long time. There's a lot of skeptics out there, and I think there's a lot of information that would point to that being a reasonable conclusion, like the point you made about him not being able to bring them back or not being able to play in disadvantageous positions sometimes. I think that even if the 49ers go and win the Super Bowl this year, Kind of along the lines of how Stephen Curry was doubted in 2015, 2016, and beyond – if Brock Purdy does not win the Super Bowl MVP and the 49ers do not win the Super Bowl, there are going to be people out there that will not give this guy his due. The same way that it took a long time for people to come around on Curry. I'm not saying they're in the same echelon because Curry's a legend in this town. He might be the greatest Bay Area athlete ever. But from the standpoint of trust and belief, I think that Brock Purdy is up against all odds when it comes to his doubters. And that's why even if they win the Super Bowl, unless he's the MVP – There's going to be people out out there saying, well, you had a top three defense. You had seven all pros. I mean, you should have won the Super Bowl. You were 10-point favorites in the divisional round. If you play Tampa Bay or Detroit, you're probably going to be a touchdown favorite. And there might be only one team in the AFC that can beat you. So unless that kind of comes to fruition, there's still going to be a lot of doubt surrounding Brock Purdy.
0: Yeah, speaking of Brock Purdy, his rushing yard prop is five and a half. I'm looking actually at the postseason stats from last year four for 16 and three for eight and obviously got injured against Philly so he wasn't able to really do much on the ground there because he was uh going back to street clothes I feel like that's an easy one at minus 120 but he also got into the end zone in that wild card game against Seattle do you like the over five and a half rushing yards and maybe a little sprinkle on him to get into the end zone using his legs
3: I do. Yeah, I think this is going to be a game that the 49ers apply the ground game at first. And then, you know, Brock Purdy is going to be able to do his thing through the air once they create a lead. But I like the Brock Purdy rushing prop. I like the Christian McCaffrey rushing prop, like you were talking about earlier. I also quietly like Debo Samuel. I think it's around 17 and a half yards and Debo Samuel is a player a that can get. Yeah, sixteen and a half. So I like that as well. Brock Purdy quietly, and, and he shows this when he does kind of dance outside of the pocket and, and rush for however you know many he tends to do. But he's a little bit cocky, and I think that when Brock Purdy also uses his legs, he gains a bit of confidence, and that is something that is infectious with the rest of the team. So I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Purdy, whether he has to, whether he chooses to, that six and a half to me is a gimme. I'm with you.
2: Uh, So I'm guessing you probably like San Francisco to win this game. Who does scare you the rest of the way? Probably not a whole lot in the NFC since we got Tampa Bay and Detroit. Um, But would it be Baltimore, a rematch against them? Who uh, does scare you for San Francisco?
3: I think Detroit is being slept on a little bit. And the reason being is they're very good against the run, which is something that San Francisco and their offense is predicated upon. I also think by the time they get there, you know, this is a team that can win in the trenches. Their offensive line is really good. Uh, Their run game is particularly good as well. And San Francisco can be run on as we've seen the last few weeks, even in the regular season on the AFC side, Baltimore, obviously, I mean, that's a team that has a case to, Potentially have gone perfect this season. I mean, without a couple of blown fourth quarter leads, we're looking at a you know, a fifteen and two, sixteen and one type of Baltimore Ravens team. That's a very good squad. And then of course the team that I think that everyone is I don't know, people are sleeping on them. But the defending champs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have just about everything it takes to put it together. I do think that the winner of this game this weekend in Buffalo has as good of a chance as any to make the Super Bowl. And if you just look at a 31 to 3 postseason touchdown interception and ratio, it's going to be hard for me to bet against that guy. So obviously, I think the best chance to be beaten uh, by the 49ers would be a team in the AFC, Baltimore and Kansas City. Uh, but don't sleep on those Lions because they're also another team that San Francisco has not seen this season. What a weird statement for us to say. Talk about not sleeping
1: on the Lions. The world is completely <laughs> changed, Evan, compared to where we were just a couple of years ago. Still got about uh, 45 seconds or so. I want to at least look at this total with you real quick. It's 50.5, kind of been sitting there for a while. I did bet the over in this game, Packers, 49ers. Do you like the over, that 50.5, too, or you think it's going to be a little low scoring?
3: Yeah, I I do. I I think there's going to be not sloppiness from the 49ers, but on the back end, I think they're going to play from ahead for the majority of this game and they're going to be okay with Green Bay moving the ball. So I think that the Packers are eventually going to score. I think today, you know, on our on our midday show, we were talking about totals. And to me, it was probably around 48, 49. The more I think about it, I am with you. I do think the over is going to be plausible for for this game and and probable. I I think that the Niners are going to be in the 30s as they usually are, and the Packers are going to be picking up points as they go. Tell you what, this Packers-49ers
1: game, I mean, it's two offenses that have the chance, if they're both clicking, guys, to definitely put up a ton of points. I just, I can't believe we're at this spot, Ryan, after watching your Packers earlier this year, to now seeing Jordan Love look like one of, if not the best, in terms of the way that he's playing. I'll give you this. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL with the way he's been playing since the end of the regular season.
0: I think he needs to reset the V
1: Yep. I think, yeah. Think yeah. we uh we lost his mic there. It happens. You know, it happens sometimes. You guys got you me? know,
0: Tristan, I'm sure you feel
1: this. Yeah, there you- we go. Hey, buddy. There you are. Hey guys. Hey guys.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, that one was actually <laughs> out of me. That was. That was a oopsie. <laughs> I knew it. Um,
1: <laughs> of course, it was just muted. <laughs> Turn your mic on, Ryan. Yeah, I muted myself.
2: <laughs> I muted myself. Well, I had—I have like the sneeze. Like, I have sneezed like five times in a row right there. Um, You know, I can't believe. It's not just the fact that at one point they were three and six. It's just that they had lost back-to-back games to the Denver Broncos and the Raiders. And Jordan Love did not look very good. And now all of a sudden, here they are two games away from the Super Bowl. It's crazy, man. It really is.
0: Better than they've been since Aaron Rodgers was an MVP.
2: Yeah. And it's crazy because they're the youngest team in the league,
1: too. One of them. And listen, there are certain teams that do really have a bright future. Some are farther along than others. Green Bay is obviously in the playoffs, won a playoff game. And as young as you just pointed out, there's teams like Chicago and Washington that have the ability to – kind of make that turnaround quick, right? With draft picks and, uh, you know, cap space and all that. There's Houston now, who's probably in a really good spot. I'd say probably uh, close to equal to where maybe Green Bay is right now. It's a little tougher in the AFC, but the the NFL doesn't play around. It it can happen so quickly where if you've got the right people in your front office, you know, good coaching, these pieces come come together. There's usually about one team every single year that just takes that big jump to the next level. It's a little different for Green Bay, but still either way, young, and got a real bright future. Wrap it up next, BetMGM Tonight.
0: It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.